All right, hello team, and welcome to the August sales session. We're gonna to talk today about managing the winds of change and mining for gold in today's market. Dale Vermillion back with you. Always honored, always excited to work with you guys each month. And uh, hey, welcome from North Carolina. Uh, this month I'm gonna be up at our cabin in North Carolina. So I'm gonna be working from afar. And you know what? Uh, I'm looking forward to talking about what's happening in the marketplace because we're seeing some positive changes in the market that really are going to help us if we have the right attitude about those and the right mind frame about those. And I want to talk about how to dig for gold, how to mine for gold, how to make sure you make the most out of every opportunity. That's what today is going to be dedicated to. So let's get started by talking about the winds that are changing in the marketplace. You probably saw this last week that we had a nice little reduction in rates when the Fed uh, raise their rates. Now, I know it went back up, but here's the good news. Okay, you got to take your victories when you get them. Rates have shown the capacity for reduction. That's very important. And what we want to do is we want to understand that with this happening now, it shows and proves out some of the things that we know to be true, which is simply that if we uh, really focus in on doing the right things and let some of the shifts in the market happen and start to see a little bit of pickup when those kinds of things happen, we take advantage of those opportune moments. The old make hay while the sun shines. Because remember, even a little bit of reduction in rate, it just creates a new attitude for consumers and it helps create activity. So that's always good news. But in addition to that, purchases are heating up. Look, we had a very slow spring season, as we know. Uh, July uh, is always a slow month. Um, traditionally, uh, we saw you know that some of that happen this July, but you know August and September do a little better. But I believe that we're going to see because we had a slow market in uh, the spring that we're going to see a strong fall market, and that starts in August. And I'm really uh, bullish on the fact that I think we're going to see some activity happening because listing prices are dropping. And that's what's creating some activity out there, as well as the fact that offer competition is also decreasing. So these things are starting to create momentum in the purchase market. On the refi side of the house, you know, we've still got the same uh, thing going on. Financial stability needs to continue to increase for consumers. So the need for refis is huge. Here's the bottom line. There are some things working in our favor right now because we're starting to see a little bit more of a new norm now in the marketplace. What traditionally happens in these crazy kind of markets like we're in is the first three to four months, people are kind of holding their breath, waiting to see what the new norm is. Well, people now understand that rates are in the five range. Uh, when we start to have dips, you'll see activity. When they go up, you'll just have to be uh, proactive. That's what I'm going to talk about today to help you dig for gold. And Know that the purchase market has got some strong elements right now. Refis are still absolutely needed. The bottom line is we're in a marketplace where we could see some really good results. And we believe the recession is here. Um, I truly believe that. And I want to play a quick video uh, from my friend Barry Habib, who I had on Batting a Thousand this month. Uh, you can catch the full episode. It's really good. I would recommend you do that. Um, but I want to just play this little clip that he talks about, you know, how he believes we're in a recession no matter what the Fed say. And more importantly, that's actually good news for the mortgage arena because recessions generally lead to drops in rates. Remember, inflation drives rates. 
The bond market drives rates, recessions drive rates, not so much the Fed, okay? The Fed can have influence on that, but it can change this. Let me just play this for you real quick. I think you're going to see that varies pretty bullish on what's going to happen this year. Should give you some encouragement. And let's talk about how to mine for gold. You will know that recession is right around the corner. So here's the payoff. What does this mean to us? Well, here's what it means to us, Dale. It means that mortgage rates during recessions decline. The last one, they dropped 1%. Here they drop one and an eighth, near one percent, two and a quarter percent, five percent, four and a quarter percent. So mortgage rates decline. And then the other big question, because the media is going to say, "Okay, you got a recession. What's that mean for real estate?" Well, let's look at the facts. During the past nine recessions, real estate values went up and up a lot more after the recession. One exception, and Dale, we remember this. This was, you know, the housing bubble that led us into the recession, not the recession that caused the housing bubble. The housing bubble, you know, 100 LTV, no income, no asset, investor loan, 580 FICO, no job. I mean, you know, kind of crazy situations there. Plus, demographics were different. And uh, before I go to the next one, Dale, there was a lot of stuff there. So let's just take a pause here and then we can go and talk a little bit about housing. Well, thanks for sharing all that data. Um, I think that helps an awful lot of people to understand a little bit better exactly, you know, how the market works, what drives the market. Because you're right, people think Fed Fed rate goes up, rates are going to go up, but that's not the correlation. Fact, you know, You've got to look at. In fact, you know, every time the Fed hikes rates, if it's perceived that inflation is now being controlled, mortgage rates drop. You know, uh, Paul Volcker took the Fed funds rate from eight and a half to twenty, eleven and a half percent higher. Mortgage rates drop six percent. Alan Greenspan raises the Fed funds rate 2% in a year. Mortgage rates drop 3%. The same thing is going to happen here. Clearly, as you can see, uh, Barry believes that we're going to see good rates. Now, look, I'm going to say this again. Barry doesn't know and I don't know for sure what's going to happen. Nobody does. Okay? We're in unprecedented times. But here's what we do know. No matter what happens, I'm teaching every month how to succeed regardless of the rate environment. If it gets a little bit better, what does that mean? Activity will stimulate. When activity stimulates, more purchase, more refi business. You're going to get good numbers. And don't forget, competition's going away. So you've got less competition. You've got some good things in the market. All of this I am telling you for one purpose. I want you to be excited about the possibilities of the mortgage arena. And I want you to do the things I'm going to show you to do today and the things I've been teaching you all year long. You apply those, you're going to win big. Now, look, uh, as Barry has, has stated, and, and I agree with this, you know, even at the $2.6 trillion numbers that are being reforecasted by the NBA for 2022, with the drops in the marketplace on a national scale, that would still be the third best year in mortgage production history. Why do I share that with you? Because we think we're having terrible times. We're not. Look, the average rate over the last 50 years is well over 6.5% on a national average. We're below the national average. And we also have seen really good production in comparison to prior markets where a lot of us made a lot of money who've been around for a long time. So there's nothing to fear. There's nothing to be worried about. There's a lot to celebrate. Now let's talk about how to really mine for gold and the power of effort. So let me start with a quote from Martha Graham said, fire is the test of gold, adversity of strong men and women. Look, here's what I know. I know that to find gold, you got to be ready and willing to dig. And I want to talk about how to dig today to find gold in your business. I want to give you a key formula here or a key thought, effort plus energy plus efficiency. That's your technologies. 
equals excellent. That's what we want to focus on this year. So Dan Gable said it this way, gold medals aren't really made of gold. They're made of sweat, determination, and a hard-to-find ally called guts. Look, you've got plenty of that. I love Dan Gable. He was a gold medal uh, wrestler. I was a wrestler when I was in high school. He was uh, he was one of my uh, heroes. Uh, I really, really think the guy was incredible. And I love his quote about this. So let's talk about the places we're going to talk about mining gold today. Your database is number one. We're going to talk about that, how to outbound call. That's what you need to be doing in this marketplace to be proactive. Your data, how to make sure that you're turning your data into an opportunity to identify gold. Technology, utilizing your technologies, and then the gold pieces in your application. So let's start with database mining. That's outbound calling. We call it database mining, but really what we're talking about is picking up the phone and calling people that you have worked with or that are your customers or that you've had connection with or that you know. Look, in this market, if you're going to be successful, you've got to make sure that you understand the key to your success is doing everything you can to generate opportunities. So why do we outbound? Why, why do we, in addition to whatever referrals we're getting, whatever leads we're getting, whatever opportunities we're getting from our company, why do we want to proactively on our own outbound past customers, past cancellations, past turndowns, all that? Well, number one is because it allows us to stay connected with these people. So we stay front of mind in their mind as their loan officer. You never want to lose connection with your customers. Second, it's an immediate opportunity. You can pick up the phone and dial somebody and generate an app that generates a loan just like that. It's immediate production. Who doesn't want that? And it's a captive audience. When you call them, you're the only one talking to them. There's nobody else that you are competing with. So there is no competition. This is your customer. This is your opportunity. Take advantage of it. And it's all additive business. Every single deal you get through outbound efforts, you never would have gotten any other way. They probably wouldn't have responded to your marketing efforts. They probably wouldn't have responded to, uh, you know, they probably wouldn't have talked to your realtors. If you're getting realtor referrals, the bottom line is it's all additive business and it keeps you sharp. You're constantly doing your sales presentations every day and therefore you stay sharp and the market just simply demands it right now. You got to have a good combination of inbound through either leads or through referrals or through, you know, anything that comes in through, uh, you know, organic uh, developed websites and those kind of things. And then you need to outbound on top of that. So you're building both sides of the equation. All right. So let's talk about database mining and let's talk about the audience. It's past customers. We've talked about this many times. It's past turndowns and cancellations. It's referral sources you're working with and it's personal network. It's people that you just happen to know. Now, how about the positioning? Well, the positioning should be a customer service based call, not a sales call. Here's the first thing I want you to understand about being successful in outbound calling. Don't view it as a sales call. It's not a sales call. These are people you've talked to for some reason in the past, or they're in your database, or, or they're people that your contact could even be off a list. It doesn't even have to be a database, it could be a list. But you're making a customer service call to them to help them in this economy and to notify them of market shifts that are happening. So what are some of those market shifts? Well, first off, equity appreciation. I'm going to call people and talk to them about the fact that we have seen over 10 years of property value increases. And although we're starting to see a little bit of a decline in listings, 
Property values have still increased year over year after year for 10 years. We're still anticipating property value increase this year. So if you own a home, you're probably sitting on a lot of equity. This is the time to take advantage of that. How about debt utilization? We know that debt utilization has been on the rise with the economy being where it's at. So you want to call people and talk to them about how they can turn their debt into payment reduction, cash out, and term reduction. And then interest rates. When we see a little dip like we saw uh, a couple of weeks ago, we want to make sure that we are taking those dips and we are getting on the phone and instantly up on calling and saying, hey, there's been a shift in the market, a little drop in rates. This may be the right time to get into a purchase or the right time to refinance. Again, you're not making it about rate. You're making it about the fact that a refinance or a purchase is a good idea no matter what the rates are, but we just saw a drop. Why not take advantage while you can? And then listing prices. As you see listing prices in the market shift, which you're doing right now, and the fact that people are starting to drop some of their listing prices, that is newsworthy to call your clients about and let them know that there may be a great time right now to get in that house you been wanting to get to for a lot less than you thought. You want to catch these small windows in a marketplace by you making a customer service call to them to let them know about that mark shift. You know what? You're not viewed as a salesperson. You're viewed as somebody who's helping them out. And then offer competition. The fact that we're seeing less offers out there from consumers, less negotiating with multiple, multiple buyers, all of these things point to better purchase opportunities. And then the fact that we are headed towards a recession. And because of that, you know what? Two things you need to know. Number one, there's a chance that rates will be dropping and you want to get in while they're dropping right now, if it's that time. If not, then you want to remind them that you don't want to be in a recession and not be liquid and not be strong and not be in a good financial position. So use these market shifts as a reason to talk to people about what you're doing. Now, let's talk about the most important thing, the approach. What does the approach look like they're going to use on these outbound calls? Well, you're going to do proactive marketing, digging for gold with first what I call a generally specific benefits presentation. Now, let's look at this for both a refi and a purchase. And let's start with uh, the first key to your success, which is the PCTTD. Now, what does that stand for? You better know the answer. It's payment, cash, tax, term, deferral. Or, as I like to say, it stands for people can't turn this down. You know what? <laughs> you see a big stack of gold there, and people can't turn that down. Look, lowering your payments, increasing your cash, reducing your taxes, helping you get access to a shorter term to get out of debt sooner, to save tens of thousands, and saving you money through a deferral, these are things people can't turn down. You want to take advantage of that by letting them know about it, because remember, Everybody wants those five things, but nobody asks you for those five things. Why? Because they don't know those five things are available until you tell them. So you want to make a generally specific presentation. You go, what is that, Dale? Well, you're going to use the five specific benefits, payment, cash, tax, term, deferral, but you're going to generalize how you can help them. So here's how I used to do it. I used to call borrowers up in a market like this and say, Mr. Jones, let me ask you a question. All right? I would give them some specific numbers, but I would generalize the ranges. If I could show you how to take your payment in today's market, your payments, plural, okay? Because remember, I'm going to pay off everything. I'm going to leverage their debt in a refinance to make it work today. If I could take your payments 
And I can reduce them from anywhere from 100 on the low side to $500 a month on the high side. At the same time, key phrase there, at the same time, provide you with cash anywhere from, we'll call it 10,000 on the low side to 25,000 or more on the high side. While I'm lowering those payments 100 to 500, and then potentially create tax deduction benefits for you that could save you maybe one to $3,000 per year. And most importantly, do it in a way where I can either match or reduce your current term on your mortgage. That could literally save you in and of itself $25 to $100,000 in interest you pay back over the life of your loan and several years off your mortgage. And all of this while saving you between one to $5,000 in the next 30 to 60 days through a payment deferral and possible escrow refund that will load up that kind of cash in your pocket in the next 60 days. Here's my question. If I could do all that, would you give me 20 to 30 minutes at no cost or obligation to do a free mortgage savings analysis to show you how to do it? Why do I call it the generally specific presentation? Five specific benefits, specific numbers, not just if I could save you some money, if I could give you some cash, but 100 to 500. Now, where do those numbers come from? I'm using averages. Most everybody we do a refinance for, we're going to save them at least 100 bucks before they're going to want to do it. And we've saved a lot of people 500 and more. You know it. Cash. Most people want anywhere from 10 to 25,000. Tax, it generally comes out to this kind of number when you look at the savings. Term, 25000 is literally just one to two years off your mortgage, which we can do with a lot of people. You get the five years off their mortgage, it's usually north of $100,000. And deferral, one to 5000 Now, you can change these numbers any way you want. You can say one to three for deferral. You could say fifteen to 50000 for term. You could say you know $50 to 300 I don't care. It doesn't matter to me how you do it. Here's what I used to use and my teams used to use when we'd make these presentations on an outbound basis because we wanted to bring dollars into the equation, not just words. And it worked. But let me show you something even more powerful, okay? In a minute, called it specifically specific. But let's talk about purchase first. How about purchase? Well, purchase, what you can do is talk about the 1024. If I could show you how in a purchase today, I could either show you ways to save 200 to $400 through your down payment that would allow you to have more buying power of anywhere from forty dollars to $120,000. Now, look at those numbers, okay? That's based on the 1024. If they had 10,000 in debt, 200 in savings. 20,000 in debt, $400 in savings. 30,000 in debt, $600 in savings. Well, I'm going on the low side with that. And then on the purchase side and the buying power, about every 10,000 in debt will create about $40,000 at a 5% rate, I use that number on a 30-year loan. So these are the kind of numbers and you can modify those a little bit too as you need to. In addition to that, I could show you how to maybe, if, if you don't wanna do that, I can show you how to use some of your down payment to create cash of 10 to $30,000 for things like reserves, improvements, and debt elimination to create better affordability. That could save you one to 3,000 in taxes per year. We're also going to show you how to get a term that reduces your term from the normal 30-year term, saving you twenty-five dollars to $100,000. And we can even show you how to get a deferral on either your current mortgage or your rent of one to $5,000. So again, 
generally specific presentation where I'm hitting them with specific benefits, payment, cash, tax, and referral, generalizing ranges, but specific dollar amounts, it is going to peak interest. But you know, let me show you one thing even more powerful. It's called the specifically specific presentation. What is that? That's when I have a borrower that is a past customer where I have their old credit report, I have their old in information or a cancellation or a turndown, and I can actually go into that credit report, do a quick calculation and say, you know what, had I paid off all their debt when I made that loan, how much would I have saved them per month? How much would I have given them in cash based on their equity at that time? How much would that have meant for them in all of these different benefits? And all of a sudden, you're calling somebody up and saying, hey, you and I talked seven months ago. And, you know, I know you didn't do anything at that time, but I made a mistake. I didn't offer you the right program. I've re-looked at your file. And if I paid off all of your debts today, I would actually show you how to save $417 a month, put $21,000 in your pocket, help you create substantial potential tax benefits. In doing so, also cut your term by two years. That would save you $39,400 and $3,000 in payments for the next 30 days. Boom. Who doesn't want that? These are killer outbound approaches for your customers. All right. Then use that triple play presentation. Remember, payment cash and term. Be sure to talk about how you're going to reduce their payment, increase their cash, and provide them with a term reduction. On the purchase side, get them an affordable payment that provides them with the cash they need through the down payment and then match the term for the retirement. So that's the way you approach it on the triple play for the purchase. And then always talk about a free mortgage analysis pitch for a refi and a free mortgage options analysis pitch for different down payments, different terms, and different programs for a purchase. These are just great ways to create outbound calls. All right, now let's talk about your data. And I wanna talk about conversion rates. Now, why are conversion rates so important? Well, you're gonna see in a minute, but there's five areas I like to look at my conversion rates in today's marketplace, all right? Especially if I'm doing outbound calling, I really need to know first and foremost, what are my calls to contact? How many dials do I have to make to contact somebody? That's important so I can start to back into what I need to do in calls to be able to get enough business to be able to impact my numbers. Then, what's my contact application? This is critical. When I talk to a customer, how many conversations do I need before I get an application on them? And then, application to sale. Out of my applications, how many of those give me docs, commit, and move into process, and then sale to approval? How many of those get approved? And then finally, how many of those fund? Now, each one of these tells you something different, all right? Calls to contact could tell you, maybe you need to call at a different time of day. Maybe you need to you know, make sure that you're uh, calling on, for example, maybe a Saturday where it's a good time to get a hold of people. You just want to look at how you can improve those areas based on time of day and call frequency. Contact application. If you're looking at that, if you're doing a good job, that means you got a good pitch. If you're not converting high, you probably need to work on your minute presentation to make sure you're doing a benefits presentation and make sure you're really converting well. And then application to sale, you want to make sure that you've got good relationships and good offers. If you don't, you're going to have a low conversion there where sale to approval, that means that if you're getting that one as a low conversion rate, you don't know your guidelines well enough. You need to know those better or you've got poor quality uh, lists or leads you're calling on. And then lastly, approval to fund, that's a process of understanding that 
If you get them approved, they ought to fund on a high percentage. And if not, you're probably not following up. So each one tells me how to adjust my sales behaviors. I can adjust call times. I can adjust my pitch on the front end to get better conversion to from contact app. I can adjust my relationships, take more time, do a better job with my customers to get more commitment up front to get more of those sales. I then can understand my guidelines better so that I'm really making sure and, and really do a better epic pre-qualification so I'm not wasting time on wrong deals on the front end to improve that conversion rate and then finally follow up. Now, once I've done that, I want to create what I call a dollars per dial for my outbound calls. What is a dollars per dial uh, conversion rate, which is super powerful? It determines the average compensation per closed loan by calls and contacts is the first thing you have to do. So whatever your co average compensation is on a loan, it, you want to determine what does that mean for every time I dial the phone or talk to a customer? Well, how do you figure that? Well, take your contact to app, okay? If you're, for example, making five contacts, no matter how many calls you're dialing, if you're making five contacts to one app, it's a 20% conversion rate. If you then look at your app to fund, and let's say it takes three apps to, to, to get a deal, that's a 33% conversion rate. Well, if I multiply those two conversion rates by each other, I get an all-in conversion of 6.6% for my contacts to my funds. Well, here's all I do then. I take whatever my compensation is and multiply it by that, by that conversion. So whatever you average on a deal, multiplied in this case by 6.6%, and every single contact you make, whether it's a yes or a no, it all pays the same. So if they say yes, it's worth 50 bucks, for example. If they say no, it's still worth 50 bucks because you're, you cannot get a deal without having failure. Failure is part of the game. It takes no's to get yeses. Remember that. So instead of saying, oh, on this one, I made nothing. And on that one, I made, you know, whatever my compensation is. No, you make money on every single customer you talk to. It just so happens one of them buying, some of them don't. All right. And then technology. Let's talk about that for just a minute. A couple quick things. Utilize your CRM that you are provided with and maximize the use of it and utilize the prioritization piece in there. So, so vitally important. Also make sure that you are using all and any electronic documentation capturing tools to get docs from your customers. Take advantage of that. And you know what? Video conferencing and video usage powerful, powerful tools in today's marketplace. We'll talk about that more in a future session, but you know what? Get eye to eye with your customers if you can't get with them face-to-face. -face. Really, really important. I recently did a Batting 1000 um, interview with Alex Kutsishin, who is the CEO of Sales Boomerang. He works with tens of thousands of loan officers around the country, as well as hundreds of lenders. He said that's the number one common trait of top producers. All right. Then finally, Let's find gold in your applications. Three ways. Your actions is the first thing. You got to make sure you get action from your customers. So action is always the key to commitment. But look, you're getting a lot of customers today that are saying they're going to hold off waiting for rates to change. Well, remind them that, you know what? Uh, they need to know that rates changing can really affect them in a negative way. When you see a little bit of a market shift like we've seen, get them motivated to move right now, lock that rate, get them in because you know what? We don't know what the future is going to hold. 
Waiting could cost you a lot more money. And we don't anticipate 2021 rates anytime soon. Look, if you get a little bit of a break in the marketplace, or if there's a rate on your mortgage that they like, then what are we waiting for? Don't wait any longer. Let's lock that thing in right now and let's move because you don't want to wait and it go up a quarter, eighth, half, whatever, because the Fed changes it. The numbers come in wrong. We don't see what we want to see. Inflation continues to drive up and all of a sudden rates go up again. Also, remind your purchase customers. We're hearing a lot of holding off, you know, to wait for rates to go down and inventory to get better and all of that stuff. Well, the fact of the matter is, remind them, that's all happening today. We've seen some downward movement in some of the rates and we're seeing a normalizing of the market. And if we just can hang in there and watch the market, we can catch them in an opportune time that makes sense. And that's now, that's not later. So right now there's plenty of opportunities, not to mention the fact that from an inventory standpoint, inventory is continuing to go down because the population numbers keep going up. So if you're waiting for rates and you're waiting for inventory and you're waiting for all those things to remember, appreciation's still there, so they're still making money on homes. What you're waiting for is when you can't own a home because there won't be any left. You don't want to make that mistake. So make sure you get your customers to take actions today in this marketplace and take advantage of all market shifts. Also, assumptions. Assume that they're going to eliminate all of their debt on your refis because you need to leverage that debt. You're, there's no way you're going to create savings for them if you don't. Assume the sale and also assume they're going to give you their docs and all those things so you get those actions. And then create certain assertions. Force actions and decisions at the end. And remember, no more of the just let me know or get back to me when you're interested kind of conversations. Look, if we can't do this deal, then what can we provide? Always look at a way to make a deal work for your customers. Be creative in this marketplace, and you're going to win in a big way. Here's the bottom line. Go dig for some gold. It's that simple. You got to get out there. You got to really make sure that you're calling your customers, being proactive, figuring out your, 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 your dollars per dial. Be motivated for the no as much as the yes. Make sure you utilize all of the great tools that your company has given you. Make sure you take advantage of all of the opportunities out there today. And don't let people put in stall mold by saying that they're holding off. There's no reason to hold off. We can get you in a refi today if we can pull your debt in that can lower your payments, increase your cash, decrease your taxes, reduce your terms, and get you out of debt sooner and save you thousands up front. And we can get you in a purchase that'll get you in a home, that'll get you stable, that'll help you build growth over time so you create stability. Go have a killer August. Love you guys. Appreciate you. God bless you. We'll see you in September. Thanks, guys.